What if you lived in a city that was besieged by armies in the middle of a terrible war? And in our world today, this is, we can't, we don't have to imagine it. It's reality, whether we're looking in the Ukraine or in, in Palestine and Israel. And what if thousands of refugees came into that city every day? And what if people began, people began all around to die of starvation and disease? And what if in that city there were only 10 ministers, if we could imagine this, <laughs> who were doing funerals every day, and that in the end, there was only one left, left to do at times, believe it or not, 50 funerals a day. And what if one of those funerals was that of the minister's wife? And what if I told you that after near the end of this whole nightmare, this minister wrote a hymn for his children to sing when they were seated at the table for dinner, and that this was the hymn. Now thank we all our God, with heart and hand and voices, who wondrous things has done in whom this world rejoices, who from our mother's arms has blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. Oh, may this bounteous God through all our life be near us with ever joyful hearts and blessed peace to cheer us and keep us in his grace and guide us when perplexed and guard us through all ills in this world till the next. That's the actual true story of this hymn, which we will be singing, I believe, after this sermon. That minister's name was Martin Rinkhart, who in 1617 became the pastor of a German city, Eilenburg, in the midst of the terrible war known as the Thirty Years' War. Despite all the death and misery that he witnessed, even within his own family, Pastor Rinkhart continued to give away all the food and clothes he had, keeping just enough for himself and his family. And most remarkable, he was still able to see the God whom he served as this bounteous God who through all our life is near us and who keeps us still in grace. Such heartfelt thankfulness in the midst of such pain and horror would be quite difficult for any of us to really understand. But such thankfulness on our part is possible when we begin to stop and reflect on any situation we're in. Though things are bad, even really bad, they can always be worse. Indeed, Pastor Rinkhart was able to still see God's mercy and goodness in the midst of death and war. And as peace finally arrived, and all the suffering ended, Rinkhart never forgot to praise and thank God for God's past mercies and grace. At the dinner table, Pastor Rinkhart wanted his children to know that from their mother's arms, God still blessed them on their way with countless gifts of love, and it was still theirs today. This idea of remembering is found in our Deuteronomy passage that we just heard how God through Moses just brought the Israelites from the wilderness, where like Pastor Martin Rinkhart's congregation, they confronted hunger, thirst, and the fear of death. But now they stand at the brink of entering the land that was long promised to them. In these words that Moses speaks to the Israelites, we see the dangerous temptation and all the abundance and blessing that was described, right? All this beautiful land before them, the valleys, the hills, the fruitfulness, but the temptation of blessing when we forget about the one who is the source of all our abundance and our blessing. 
Yes, for sure, when we sit down at our dinner tables on Thanksgiving, seeing before us the abundant food upon it, the feast we partake with family and loved ones, we should indeed be thankful for such abundant blessing before us, especially when we consider the less fortunate, the poor, the hungry, the homeless. And Moses does say, you shall eat your fill. And we will do that, right, this season. And bless the Lord your God for the good land that he's given you. And this is what we do every year at Thanksgiving and what we do during this service. We bless the Lord our God for the good land here in America, the abundance of wheat, the rich farmlands and produce, so much food for us and our families. But right after saying that they will bless the Lord for the good land, Moses then warns them to not forget the Lord your God by failing to obey his commandments. How can he say that the people will bless the Lord and then warn them not to forget the Lord? Well, here one biblical commentator has put it this way. Thus, the danger of the text is not that Israel will lack piety and proper forms of ritual once they are secure and prosperous in the land. The danger is much more subtle and sinister. It is whether they will actually be giving thanks to God or themselves. By saying, my power and my own might has given me this wealth, Israel saying. And that's exactly what Moses says to them. Do not say to yourself, my power and the might of my own hand have given me this wealth. But remember, and that word is important, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth so that he may conform his covenant that he swore to your ancestors as he's doing today. This is the spiritual danger much of North American Christendom, especially here in the United States. We are a nation of great wealth and abundance, and many of our citizens enjoy this wealth and abundance. And Thanksgiving Day is a national holiday proclaimed by Abraham Lincoln and every American president since him as offering acts of public prayer and thanksgiving ever since. On Thanksgiving, our leaders and our citizens do bless the Lord God for the good land as well they should. But as we do, we need to hear the, the heed the warning of Moses because as a nation, we have ironically at the same time forgotten the Lord, even as we bless the Lord. As a nation, we have said to ourselves at times, our power and our own might have given us this wealth. Think how often we boast of our military power, our technology, our work ethic, our expertise, right? Our ingenuity. But as we do so, we forget about the Lord often because we forget about his commandments and his statutes and many to love our neighbors as ourselves and to look out for the stranger in the land and the most vulnerable and the least fortunate. We have forgotten, just like the ancient Israelites, that we too at one point in our past went through a great and terrible wilderness, the founding of our nation. The pilgrims who came off the Mayflower under Pastor William Bradbury they were a small group of devout Christians fleeing religious persecution. And when they arrived at Plymouth, Massachusetts to set up a colony there, they nearly died from the brutal winter, from exposure and hunger and disease. And it was a group of Native Americans under the leadership of the Indian Squanto who helped the first pilgrims survive the harsh winter by, by showing them how to plant food in this strange new land. And we forget how that God, through these Native Americans, helped our ancestors to survive, but it didn't take us long to forget about their generosity. And we broke treaties with them and stole what was from them. And we forget about them and the, and the African slaves who labored among us and brought so much of the wealth to this nation while they remained unfree. And the wave of immigrants 
who also labored to build the nation. And in these past years as a nation, we have dealt with it and we have made public confessions and tried to make amends, and that is a good thing. The Lord honors that. We just forget how fragile we were and how it was that those we thought in our own power and might made the land wealthy and abundant. But God, through grace and mercy, shows to the weak and powerless, gives wealth to the nation in order to humble us, as Moses said to the Israelites, testing us, and in the end, to do us good. For this is at the heart of a day like Thanksgiving. It's to remember the Lord God, to especially remember God's mercy, grace, and love, that it is God who is the source of all this abundance, of all this food and wealth, and that it's the Lord who was with us as a nation when we were in the wilderness, even in the midst of hunger and suffering, as God was with Pastor Rinkhart and with the Israelites. God sees us through. He has seen this nation through so many things, feeds us manna in the meantime until we enter the good land of wheat and barley and bread without scarcity. To remember the Lord our God and to say thank you, not just for the good land and good food, but to say thank you to the God who is the source of it all, to be humble before God so that we may be able to listen to what he says to us. He is indeed the source of all blessing. And so as a nation, we sing America the beautiful with spacious skies and amber waves of grain, purple mountains of majesties above the fruited plain. But as the hymn says, it is only because God shed his grace on thee. And so as a nation, let us remember. And as individuals, let us always remember to say thank you. That's why I love the gospel passage that was read in Luke about the five lepers that were healed by Jesus, right? The ten, rather. They all left starting new lives, but one of them stopped for a minute. He was the only one who was not a Jew. He was a Samaritan. And his social isolation was compounded even more since Jewish society shunned not only lepers, but Samaritans as well who were considered uh, impure. This one leper, this Samaritan leper, stopped for a minute, and he thought about what happened to him, remembering the one who healed him, who made a new life for him possible. He was a Samaritan leper. You know, he's also the AIDS patient who now lives a normal and healthy life because of a group of Christians, just like all of you, like yourselves, provided him with medication which he couldn't afford. She is the woman who, after being abused by her husband, has been given shelter through a church. She and her children are now safe as she begins to know what life can be without abuse and shame. He is the man out on the streets coming in a church for shelter, for a warm bed and a good meal. She is the addict who's been clean now for over 10 years because of the love of family and friends. These are the lepers who have been healed. And all of us, you know, who have known the goodness and the blessing and the love and the grace of God, which comes to us when things were so bad and when it seemed like things would never get better, the leper remembered Jesus, and so he turns back, praising God with a loud voice, and he finds Jesus falls at his feet, and he simply says to Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thanksgiving Day is many things to many people, but really it all starts there, remembering to say thank you. When things are good or whether things are bad, we always have a reason to say, thank you, Lord. Amen.